Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today, we're going to start a new book, the book of Titus. But before we get started, I just want to say congratulations on reading through the book of Second Timothy with me. There's so much to look forward to in these scriptures as Paul the Apostle preaches the Word of God to Timothy and about the end times and the way things are going. Just keep on keeping on and hanging in there. God will reveal so much to you if you just Stay faithful to him. All right, let's introduce Titus. Titus, introduction. Titus lived among a people who had one of the worst reputations in the world. He was organizing and shepherding the new believers on Crete, one of the largest islands in the Mediterranean. Paul writes to authorize him for this work and instruct him in it. Titus is to appoint spiritual leaders as elders and to promote sound teaching. False teachers should be quickly detected and removed, and all must be encouraged to live lives that reflect the gospel. The epistle to Titus is known for its emphasis on sound and wholesome teaching that leads to holy living. Vital Statistics Author Paul the Apostle, date written around A.D. 64, around the same time 1 Timothy was written. Purpose To instruct Titus in his duties as a leader of the church in Crete. Themes, church leadership, godly behavior in the church, and in society. Day 341, December 6th, Titus chapters 1 to 3. Practicing the faith. Overview. Paul left Titus, a young minister on the Mediterranean island of Crete, to begin the challenging task of organizing new converts into local churches. In this letter, Paul shares with Titus some practical wisdom regarding church organization and administration. For example, leaders must be chosen on the basis of proving character and conduct. False teachers must be quickly detected and removed. And church members of all ages must be encouraged to live in a way that reflects the gospel they claim to believe. Young and old, leader and laity, all must demonstrate the reality of their faith by being careful to devote themselves to doing good. Chapter 3, verse 8. Chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. Elders designated. The church organized. Chapter 1, verses 10 to 16. Heresy described. The church organized. Chapter 2. Good works demanded. The church in operation. Chapter 3. Heretics denounced. The church in operation. Insight. The concise gospel. Titus 2, 11-14 If you're looking for brief statements that capture the meaning of the gospel, you could hardly do better than John 3, 16. But Titus 2, 11-14 runs a close second. In four short verses, it covers salvation, sanctification, and exaltation, or how we're redeemed, how we should live, and what we can look forward to. Titus, chapter 1 Greetings from Paul 
This letter is from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised them before the world began. And now, at just the right time, he has revealed this message, which we announce to everyone. It is by the command of God our Savior that I have been entrusted with this work for him. I am writing to Titus, my true son in the faith, that we share. May God the Father in Christ Jesus, our Savior, give you grace and peace. Titus's work in Crete. I left you on the island of Crete so you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. An elder must live a blameless life. He must be faithful to his wife and his children must be believers who don't have a reputation for being wild or rebellious. An elder is a manager of God's household, so he must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. He must not be a heavy drinker, violent, or dishonest with money. Rather, he must enjoy having guests in his home, and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. Then he will be able to encourage others with wholesome teaching and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. For there are many rebellious people who engage in useless talk and deceive others. This is especially true of those who insist on circumcision for salvation. They must be silenced, because they are turning whole families away from the truth by their false teaching, and they do it only for money. Even one of their own men, a prophet from Crete, has said about them, the people of Crete are all liars, cruel animals, and lazy gluttons. This is true, so reprimand them sternly to make them strong in the faith. They must stop listening to Jewish myths and the commands of people who have turned away from the truth. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure, but nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving because their minds and consciences are corrupted. Such people claim they know God, but they deny Him by the way they live. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. Titus chapter 2. Promote right teaching. As for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Slaves must always obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal but must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. 
for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary, so don't let anyone disregard what you say. Titus chapter 3. Do what is good. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone. They must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Once we too were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy and we hated each other. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Do not get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. If people are causing divisions among you, give a first and second warning. After that, have nothing more to do with them. For people like that have turned away from the truth and their own sins condemn them. Paul's final remarks and greetings. I am planning to send either Artemis or Tychicus to you. As soon as one of them arrives, do your best to meet me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to stay there for the winter. Do everything you can to help Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos with their trip. See that they are given everything they need. Our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will not be unproductive. Everybody here sends greetings. Please give my greetings to the believers, all who love us. May God's grace be with you all. My daily walk. True or false, good works cannot save you. True or false, good works for the Christian are unimportant. True or false, good works come naturally for a child of God. Perhaps you found the first two questions easy. The first is true, C3-5, and the second is false, C3-8. But the third one may have been more difficult. In 2 Corinthians 5-17, Paul makes it clear that a new Christian is a new creation with new desires, ambitions, and enablement to live for God. But just as children need guidance and training by their parents if they are to develop normally, so spiritual children must be taught wholesome teaching. 2-1. New believers of all ages in the church at Crete need an instruction in proper Christian conduct. Paul has some timely words for you as well, regardless of your age, gender, or level of maturity as a Christian. As you read, Watch for his exhortations aimed straight at you and your peers. Write them in a notebook or on a sheet of paper. 
If possible, find another daily walker and discuss together what you have learned. To keep the faith, we must learn to live the faith. Amen. That is so true and something to think about. And the book of Titus is always a good book to read to find good orderly direction. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. Keep up the good work and have a great day. And God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.